the MSP legislation we really need. That's the topic for today's discussion on the MSP Zone. You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. When we talk about MSP regulation, legislation, there are a lot of different thoughts that might pop up in your head, right? Expectations of what you think that legislation or regulation might look like. Um, You might think, well, things that, uh, I don't know, map to other professions like doctors and lawyers and uh, and uh, engineers, right? People who either need licenses or need certifications or need uh, degrees or need some sort of external review before they can practice, right? So you might think of that. We seem to be getting a pretty good picture from a variety of different legislative bodies right now about what MSP regulation we are likely to continue to see. And we're going to talk about that in a, in a, in a brief moment. And, and I'll go over that. I'll go over what we're actually getting uh, in terms of legislative activity as it pertains to the managed services profession. But what I would like everyone to keep in the back of their mind throughout this whole program is this is what we currently have. This is what the legislative community is doing right now, and that represents what is most of of concern to them when it comes to MSPs. But I would like to start today and start maybe as this program as the starting off point of a discussion about the type of MSP legislation the MSP community would actually benefit from. And that doesn't always get communicated, right? I mean, uh, you might think that legislative bodies should be thinking about the best interest of the people that they represent. For the most part, that may or may not be true. I don't know. That's, That's a political decision. But we have the opportunity as MSP professionals to communicate and voice our opinion about what we believe would be helpful to us in the MSP profession to do what we get paid to do. And on that topic, I am fairly confident that the vast majority of legislative uh, bodies out there, including the individuals who write the laws, don't know a lot about this. Like even if they've heard of the term MSP or managed services, they don't have enough information to be effectively passing laws or writing laws that I think are tailored to meet an objective or solve a problem. And that's where I want to talk about, and that's where I want our attention to be focused on for today. So a quick rundown of the legislative um, 
landscape, if you will. Uh, and those of you who have been listening to this program, you, you've been on the MSP Alliance website, you you know, right? We've done a lot of articles, a lot of podcasts, just talking about um, uh, the le- le- legislative landscape for the managed services profession these days. In fact, on MSPAlliance.com, you go under, I believe, resources, and there is a MSP regulation uh, subcategory, and you can go click there and read and listen to a, a bunch of material that is specific to MSP regulation. And it's it's worthwhile. If you've never done it before, I highly recommend it. Um, most of the attention is centered around what I will call data privacy protection, partially involving MSPs, but partially involving the end user organization, whether or not they use an MSP. And that's really critical because in the end, the the type of red regulation that that I think could be passed and ought to be passed should be written in a way almost that doesn't matter whether there's an MSP in the picture or not. Because these are things that the end user organization ought to be doing and, and ultimately has a responsibility for anyway. And yes, we have things that the MSPs should be doing. We have standards. We don't have any laws that, that in any way come close to proscribing behavior of the MSP, except one area, and, and that's not even proscribing behavior. That, that was the Louisiana law, uh, the Louisiana MSP registration law that simply uh, requires MSPs who have state agencies as customers to register and to do certain things. I mean, that's more of a, a bureaucratic or administrative, right? That's not, that's not like telling... Um, uh, it's not like having a, a confidentiality um, law or standard for lawyers or for doctors, right? Uh, actually codifying the way that those types of professionals ought to behave in their in their daily practice. Um, and you've got some other states. I think you've got Texas, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and New York, if I'm not mistaken. Who are the other states now that are, and those are those are just the ones we know of. There are others that may already be and likely are already formulating these types of laws. Um, but those four that I just mentioned are the ones that actually have passed bills. They are not laws yet, uh, at least that I'm aware of. They are just bills. They have not been signed into law, and they're they're making their way through the legislative process. And those laws, those states, sorry. Are, are doing sim, similar things to Louisiana. Um, I think that the Pennsylvania law is the only one that actually does reference MSPs by name. The other three do not. Uh, and they basically mimic um, certain elements of the Louisiana law um, relating to data privacy of particularly the state agencies Um and also going as far as to uh, discuss ransomware payments. And uh, certainly, I think that the, the minimum threshold for most of those laws is disclosure of a ransomware payment involving a state agency. Um, and then some of the more extreme, I should say, maybe not extreme, but some of the more uh, in-depth uh, bills that I've read 
actually prohibit things such as state funds from going to the payment of a ransomware. Um, so you've, you've got those types of laws that are coming out very, very fast now. And I think you can experience and expect something equivalent to the data breach laws that we have. And all 50 states in the U.S. have these. Uh, I'm almost positive Canada and all provinces has them. Um, the EU has it through GDPR. Uh, I'm almost positive all of the, the territories of, of Australia have data breach notification laws. So it's not like a, a new thing. It's fairly widespread. It's fairly global. And I think that we can expect the same for these general data privacy um, laws that will further define how ransomware um, is to be treated, S starting with state agencies. And I'm, I believe, uh, so I'll check this later on, but I believe that the four states that I mentioned outside of Louisiana, um, I think that those laws only deal with state agencies, state departments. So I do not believe that these generically deal with all business, private or public, in those states. I could be wrong, but I, I think I'm I think I'm right on that. Um, and I, I I that is a very good turning point for for the title for today's program, which is the the legislation that I would like to see us focusing on more. And the the legislation that. I think we need is the legislation that would solve problems for MSPs, not make it more difficult for MSPs to practice. Number one. I mean, for me, that's if you're if you're saying to me, "Hey, is this a good law or a bad law?" The number one question I'm going to ask is, "Does this make it easier or more difficult for an MSP to practice?" And some of you might say, "Well, of course, you you uh, you're part of the MSP Alliance that." Why, why would you say anything different? All right. Well, let's say I'm out of the MSP lines. Someone asked me, hey, what do you think about this law for MSPs? I would, the first thing I would say is, does this make it easier or more difficult for the MSP to practice? Why would I say that even if I wasn't affiliated with MSP lines? I would say that because I still believe for whatever nation you are a citizen of, that the, the, the world, but certainly the United States and certainly Canada or certainly any major developed country and even some non-so-developed countries, the world and those specific jurisdictions are far better with MSPs than without. And so that fairly simple belief can then inform other areas of thought, such as, look, if you think that MSPs are worthy and are important to national infrastructure, cybersecurity protection, which I do, then having more MSPs, not less, is, is the goal. And so if a law, whether it states it or not, actually produces the effect of making it more difficult to be in the MSP business, then I would say it's a bad law. Now, I don't think that the Louisiana law, I, I've, I've done a lot of writing and, and uh, some 
MSP Zone podcasts about this. Um, and you could go listen to them and read them yourself. Um, but I've, I've stated for the record that I think that the Louisiana law is a good prototype for other laws that involve MSPs. Number one, because it deals with state agencies and it deals with the, the public use of, of managed services. So I've said it before, I'll say it again here. I think that the Louisiana law, my, my view of it is that it is very pro-MSP because it is actually saying we, we recognize the state's need to use managed services and MSPs, and this is how we would like that relationship to, to, to unfold. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It doesn't pr- prohibit a, a, an MSP from saying, I want to I start doing business with my state. Nothing at all like that. Um, so it, it, it checks that box of it, it, is, it is neutral or, it, or at least it doesn't overtly make it more difficult for MSPs to do business in the state of Louisiana. You may not like it. You may not want to have uh, your company's name in an in a MSP registration that belongs to the state. But, but, you know, so, so that's your choice. Then you don't have to. You don't have to practice in that state and you, or you don't have to practice uh, with state agencies. But it's not a law that says you, you can't practice managed services. I have been a little troubled by some of the chatter that I've heard out there by people who have flirted with the managed services profession off and on for the past several years. These are people that are more... I would describe them more comfortable in the brick fix side of the channel than they are in the proactive managed services side of the channel. And the chatter that I hear from these folks is that they would really like more regulation and they would like a regulation of MSPs because they, they, they think, and this is my interpretation of what I'm hearing, they think that MSPs are somehow dangerous. And... I, I think that, like any profession, you're going to have good and bad actors. You have it with lawyers, doctors, engineers, accountants, everybody. In any profession, that's, that's, a, that's a human quality. That's not a professional quality. Um, it's going to be true for anything. It's going to be true for MSPs. But... In my opinion, we don't need indiscriminate MSP legislation. And we don't need MSP legislation that begins with the premise that the MSPs are doing something wrong. That, in my opinion, is stupid. That, in my opinion, is going to lead to a very bad result. It may start with a, I feel really good feeling, I just passed a law that makes it more difficult for somebody to call themselves an MSP. And that may make you feel good for a second or two. But it will have an unintended consequence that is going to make you feel a lot worse down the road. And it's going to make you feel a lot worse because it's going to make it more difficult to become an MSP. Now, there's nothing wrong with a legislative body stating certain expectations for internal IT departments, just call them organizations, any organization that happens to have IT, which is basically everybody. So organizations 
can and should have expectations of how they ought to behave. And it is perfectly legitimate. Let's say if the if if a state in the in the US were to make a law that says no organization we outlaw ransomware. We do not we don't like the people that are doing ransomware. We don't like the the public policy message it sets and we don't like the risk involved and the people that are getting funded by this activity are generally bad people who do other bad things. So we're going to pass a law that says it is now illegal for you to pay ransomware. Now, that would be a public policy that is neutral when it comes to MSPs, but it would heavily impact MSPs because it would set the record straight once and for all about public and private ransomware activity. And it would certainly give the MSPs and internal IT departments a far better set of guidance about what they should be doing. Because if I saw a law like that, I would say, well, shoot, I better go start making data backups. And I better start consulting with my MSP or my cybersecurity MSP practice and figure out what mitigating circumstances uh, or mitigating factors I could implement in order to protect myself against the inevitable ransomware attack and and make sure that I can survive it without having to even think about making a ransomware payment, which is, in my hypothetical now, illegal. And and by the way, if, if they pass such a law, then the frequency of ransomware, in my opinion, at least for those jurisdictions that had such a law, would, would almost certainly dry up very quickly. Not overnight. It wouldn't go away completely, but it would... It would stop this, the virulency at which it's spreading now, it would, it would stop, I, I think. That would be a great law. Or a law that said, um, if it was silent on the issue of ransomware, let's say a, a state in the U.S. said, we would like to have data backup for all critical infrastructure. Um, you know, pass a data backup law. Well, other than the data backup vendors being, you know, tickled to death about that type of a law, um, that would solve a lot of problems, right? It, it would, it would, it would send a message to internal IT departments. It would send a message to their MSPs that says, "Hey, look, you need to take data backup seriously, not just because of ransomware, because it has other types of um, positive benefits, right? If they if they took a look at the Colonial Pipeline incident and said not just because of the monumental amount of money that was spent um, to get the ransomware back, but also the, the message that it sent to the bad guys and also the disruption to the national um, economy, right? The, the disruption in the supply chain of, of fuel. Um, so they could pass a law that says in certain industries, you will, you will take you know, greater steps to make sure that your IT and business operational um, effectiveness is, um, is, is up to date and, and current. 
And that might look like, right, you got to do multi-factor authentication. You have to have internal data backups. You have to be able to demonstrate that you are capable of withstanding a ransomware attack or else you'll pay a fine or you'll have greater insurance rates or you'll lose public funding, whatever, whatever the, the, the downside is. But those types of laws would actually be helpful because it would begin by aligning the goal of the customer with the MSP. The MSP would actually be able to say, look, buy, back up your own data. If you don't want to do it, then hire us to do it. Turn on that MFA. Start locking down your company desktops and laptops and mobile devices that have access to company data. Because that that divide between the MSP and what the MSP can do and what the customers actually pay for from the MSP and or perform for themselves internally, there's a big divide. And that divide needs to be shrunk. Because that's why you have a lot of MSPs being targeted because they have by default, a lot of customers who don't do a lot of things. It's not because the MSP is doing something wrong. For those of you who think that you're you know, actively writing a, an MSP regulation that's going to make things better, if there's somebody out there actually doing that, the, the type of law we need would be something that said it would help the MSPs help their customers bring their internal infrastructure and internal organizations more current, more capable of withstanding a full frontal cyber attack and aligning those business goals more closely. And, and the third thing that it, that it would do is it would have an educational component. And you might be saying, well, what, what the heck does law, what does, what, what does legislation have to do with education? Well, a lot. Laws exist in order to inform the general public of expected behavior and what will happen to you if you deviate from that expected behavior. So the, the very purpose of having laws is to inform people educate people, in other words, on what they should be doing or what they should not be doing. And I think we need more of that. I mean, if there's anything that you can draw a lesson from for the last 24, 36 months, is that the, the small and medium-sized business customer is woefully unprepared for modern-day cyber attack strategies and tactics. That's patently clear. I don't think it's even up for debate. The smaller the organization, it, it doesn't mean that big organizations are, are excused from this either, but especially the smaller and mid-sized organizations, there's a lot that they need to be doing, that they ought to be doing, in order to bring their organizations up to code, shall we say, up to current best practices, maybe is a better way to put it. And MSPs certainly can do it. But as I said at the beginning, 
even if they don't use an MSP, it doesn't mean that they have any less of a requirement or expectation to do the same thing. They do. It's just the MSP helps you do it faster, easier, and cheaper. That is the type of MSP legislation we need, and we need it fast. So I would throw out a challenge to those legislative bodies, those lobbyists, those policymakers, those people who think of themselves as in the know or able to influence this type of activity. Scrap, if you are doing this, scrap any legislation, any bill that makes it more difficult for an MSP to do what they do. And start to turn your attention on things that would actually help the end user organization protect themselves. Right? We do not have a bunch of MSPs that are attacking their, their customers. That's not going on. The MSPs are being attacked because they stand in the way of the bad guy trying to get at the good guy. That's why that's happening. You want to stop that? Help the customer and the MSP, but start first with the customer. Help the customer by giving them guidance, educating them, and telling them what you expect of them. And if, if it's easier for you, start in highly regulated, highly you know, impactful markets, right? You want to start in banking, start in banking. You want to start in healthcare, start there. Insurance, sure. Critical infrastructure, energy, go, you get where I'm going, right? You can, you can follow that down to its logical end. I don't think you have to start with sweeping reg- regulation. I think something on the, on the topic of ransomware ought to be addressed. But you have a lot of things that could be enacted right now from a public policy standpoint that would make the job of the MSP easier. And if you do that, you will make all these attacks a lot more difficult That's not going to go away, but you'll make these attacks far more difficult, far less profitable for the bad guys. And you will prevent and you will erect barriers to the bad cyber actors and reduce barriers for the MSP. That would be my judgment and my recommendation for good, positive MSP regulation, MSP legislation that would actually help not just MSPs, but all markets, all markets that rely on managed services. Those are my thoughts. Um, You might have a different one. If you do, I would love to hear it. Send an email to mspzone at mspalliance.com. Yeah, I'd love to have you on the program if if that's something that you'd be willing to to, to do. Um, But Give it some thought. And, um, you know, th- this is not just going to be one person's idea. It's got to be everyone's idea. But I-, I think that I don't hear enough people talking about the types of positive things that we need. You know, we, we tend to talk about things we don't like, things we don't need. I don't want to wait to that. 
I don't want to let it get to the point where they actually pass a bunch of bad laws that we don't like. Let's start with saying this is what we do want. And I've thrown my gauntlet down, and I welcome anyone and everyone's uh, input. Uh, would love to have it. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Charles Weaver with the MSP Zone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone. Thank you.